All right, let's just get this out of the way. Nobody actually saw Cardi no one last did. night. We saw a shape of Cardi. We saw uh, uh, some mystical being on stage, yeah. but I, I can't say at the beginning, that I at the beginning, saw that. At the beginning. Welcome back, everybody. To another episode of the Soul Serum Podcast. I am your Rex on the Table, Rex on the Yacht, host Clay Bonin. I am joined by my Matwizy Gon Loser Beloved Uzi co-host Tanner Mavis. And we are back on the Soul Serum Podcast. Just I I don't even know if I really have words for how excited I am to be back right now. To be honest, we're so, back. We're back. It's uh, it's been a it's been a long time. Not a long time, but it has been a good bit. Um, before we get into anything, obviously, I gotta remind you all: follow us on Instagram at Soul Serum and Soul Serum TV. As the podcast is more active, obviously, we'll be more active on the page again. Um, Twitter. You know, Soul Serum as well. YouTube, Soul Serum and Soul Serum TV. All the links are in the bio. And before we get into the episode, I also just want to give a few quick thanks. Um, As you can see, obviously, we got a new set. Look at us. It's in a new new place, new set, new vibes. Um, I want to give a big shout out to my dad who helped build these panels that we're sitting in front of here. Um, also want to give a shout out to anybody who asked about the podcast in our absence. I really appreciate that. It means a lot to people listen. Um, shout out to John as well for helping tag team the, the painting and the sound foam and general set design. Shout out to Sherwin Williams. Shout. Oh my God. Shout out to Sherwin Williams. All of our plugs that we have there that thank you paint. What does it cover the world? Paint the world, cover the world. Yeah, shout out Sherwin. Yo, if we did a Sherwin ad read, that'd be fire. That would be so good, bro. I don't need money. I just need to get paid and paid. Is my mic like too loud? It kind of sounds like it is. <clears throat> I think your headphones, your headphones might be turned up. Oh, okay, let's try that. Sound better now? My fault. I apologize for my uh, cracky and squeaked voice because <sighs> I was screaming last night at the Cardi show. Yeah, which is you know what? Let's just go ahead and get into it. What we want to talk about today is. Our first experience back at... uh, Your first experience back. What did you... Oh, yeah, you went to Summer Smash. Well, my first experience back at a show (laughs) post-COVID, but also concerts at large and and how it's going to be moving on. Um, But, yes, our voices are a little hoarse. Last night, I don't know, man. It was uh, there was a vampire sighting yeah. in, in Highland Heights, Kentucky. We saw a billboard for a vampire gathering, and we were just like, <laughs> you know what? Like I, I identify as a vampire, so I guess I'm going to show up. I was already wearing a cape. I was sleeping upside down the night before to really charge my energy up. Uh, but no, we in all seriousness, we saw Playboy Cardi last night in uh, not Cincinnati in Highland Heights, Kentucky. Yep. Um, and for me personally, my first major show back post COVID. And you know, I was a little, uh, I just, I just didn't know. I was a little in the dark about like how it was going to go. You know what I mean? Um, but I think overall though, I mean, it was a huge success yeah. from like, I think show. my biggest, cons- my biggest concern for the show was, um, for the show just being 
at NKU at, at my alma mater. I, yeah. For those who don't know, I went to Northern Kentucky University. We both did. North up. And that's where the uh, the show was at BBNT Arena, where NKU plays basketball. And I literally graduated on the same floor that Cardi was there performing on, which Bro, is funny. But you had me tripping when you said that yeah. last night. It was dead ass the same exact stage setup, yeah. like as the graduation. It was. But like my biggest concern was just like if it was gonna be like a like a big enough turnout like for Cardi right. to where like the energy would feel like a Cardi show in a different city, mm-hmm. which I've been to. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? But bro. We showed out like it, it as soon as car. I mean, when we first got there for King Carson, like the pit was pretty filled up, but the stands were like it was spotty. But like mm-hmm. as as like Ken Carson came on, did his thing. Rico came on, did her thing, and then like w- right before like Cardi started, like I looked around and I was like, all right, like it's filling up. Like we're about to we're about to turn up. Yeah. So let's go through. Let's just start from the top here. Ken Carson set. Um, really good energy. I really loved. It was like. I felt like the crowd was like a little tense, a little nervous. And yeah. then when Ken Carson came, came out, out, cause he came out to H U Ken Carson, H U T and like in the crowd the just, yes, exactly. Broke the ice, broke the tension. The crowd went crazy. And I literally had a moment. I told you all this, but I want to say it on air. I had a moment after that set, I went to the bathroom and I literally heard a kid go, I don't know who the fuck that was. Or I've never heard of Ken Carson before, but he was fire. Like, <laughs> yes. Like that is like exactly what you want to happen yeah. at a show with like an opening bro, it's really hard like especially in rap music bro for like mm-hmm. for like just like general like rap fans if they don't know who you are mm-hmm. like as an artist it's hard it's really hard to get people to turn up for you as an opener yeah like definitely. rap is just like fans are just on some cool shit like i'm here to see playboy <laughs> cardi and nobody else like right which is part of the reason why rico nasty is having a lot of issues but yeah like, and i to well, get that type of reaction is like a, like a huge w like and I wanted to talk world. about the Rico part too. Is I people were respectful. I really didn't see anybody acting like yeah, people wild were, or anything. I saw a lot of people doing this, but in, in the crowd, put, yeah, putting, yeah, I saw a lot of hearts, hearts. And, and like showing love. I was like, I think shit. though, it like the set wasn't really. It was definitely not better than the Ken Carson set, and it's nothing against Rico Nasty. I just think that the region and the crowd of Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati. Just they just don't have the knowledge really about Rico or Rico songs and don't really care. I mean, it was a like majority male concert. It was. I feel like it well, was, I'm not gonna lie. I looked and in, I looked into this. Like majority of the pit was like 98 percent dudes. Yeah. But like in the in the stands in the crowd, there were like there were like groups of like girls that were there just like screaming, screaming all the Rico, Rico songs. I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. But like, I wish they were up there so Rico could like see them. Yeah. I mean, cause like, I'm sure when she's up on that stage, it's just dark as shit out there and she just can't see anyone. But yeah, I could feel the energy towards the end of her set was starting to decline. It was like, and I felt like that was exactly why, because the actual pit in front of her wasn't that crazy, but there was those little side pockets in the seats that, yeah, uh, I remember like her like looking to the side a couple of times like sighing and just like it just looked like she wanted to get it over with. Yeah, I think yeah. she just wants this tour to be over with. Yeah, she's already got a bad. Taste it's a mix. In her it's a mix right of now. both things. It's like uh, obviously it's a big like the crowd of the previous like shows have you know not treated her kindly, but right. you know she probably is feeling some type of way from the past shows and she 
you know, a lot of mixed feelings and emotions when she goes out on stage. She doesn't know how the crowd's going to engage for now on. She's hesitant. She's probably way more self-conscious now about who she is and her art. If she's really the shit, which we all know you're the shit, Rico. Like we love you. Rico. It's just, you know how Cardi fans are, bro. They just want to see that man. Cardi, not all, not all Cardi fans. I enjoyed your set. I mean, I mean like the, the white teenage Cardi fans. Like just like like the high school, the high school kid or like the college kid. Like Mm -hmm. they, they probably don't have this crazy, like uh lens of different types of artists that they're listening mm-hmm. to they're probably they probably have their favorite artists and that's all they're listening to because yeah that's who we were when we were younger fair you know we, fair. like we were very passionate about the artists that we loved and yes. like if we're there to see that person we don't we don't want to see really like we're not going to turn up for anybody else right exactly which brings us to the headliner himself king vamp cardi uh it, well, first of all, it was the first of the month yesterday. That was uh, insane. The fact that in Sky, he says, wake up is the first of the month. And it was the first of the month. Like, there was like a fucking jolt. There was like a thunderbolt there was that a thunderbolt. like went through the crowd. No, when like, that Because everybody, because like I was watching my video of it this morning. And like, you can hear it's like, wake up. And you hear the whole crowd just like collectively like. It's the first out of month. Like yeah, it was, it was insane. Um, and it did like provide me with a bit of hope for future shows. And I say that because like, I think a lot of people during the pandemic and including me in this too, like are, have become more weary and more anxious about like big social events and big crowds and whatnot. Like I'm a very social person. I like to go out. I I mean, I enjoyed the concert very much, but like since the pandemic, I found myself a little bit more hesitant to going into like, and not even necessarily for health reasons, but just like anxiety, just like I've just become a little bit more reserved, I think, you know, and, and I was kind of afraid that that might trickle into the concert setting, but I, I don't think there was a, nah. a, a, a shred of inhibition in that crowd it's, last it's night. Amazing. It was actually the opposite. I think like the energy was so crazy because it was this pent up explosion of energy that like a lot of people had been waiting to get out. Like I was telling you all before the concert, I was like, yo, I'm like, I'm about to let loose tonight. Like, yeah. I haven't like we wild out. You know what I'm saying? Like and the- we God damn it. Yo, side note before you make your point. I was so disgustingly wet after the concert tonight or last night. It was just, I like once like the lights, once the, (laughs) once the lights came on and everybody started to disperse, I was like, Oh God. Oh geez. It was like, I'm not gonna lie. I've been sweatier. Yeah. But I mean like, like you haven't been to rolling loud in like 95 degree (sighs) weather in Miami, Florida. Damn, good. It gets, it gets really fucking disgusting. I have nothing to compare. I I was very happy. Very happy. We were in the nice air conditioning. Yo, in like, like, it felt really, it felt really like you're, you're like, you know, like that feeling, like when you're sweating, but you're in the air conditioning, like it's a nice, cool (laughs) feeling. Like I felt that on the way out. And then it wasn't terribly cold outside either. So it was just like, relaxing and relieving it was like row like eight or nine back from the front of the stage there was like where the fan was hitting and every once in a while after moshing around i would get back to like the spot and i'd be like yeah so nice oh i love being in like pits like that to where like it's really lit 
like from the from the front to the fucking back, but like in the back, there's just like a little space uh-huh. back there where you can go back there, take a take a break, take a breather, and just like take in the whole scene and just look. And I, I did that like three or four times during Cardi set. Like I would go crazy for like three or four songs with everybody, yeah. come back out, just like look at the whole place, take it all in, chill for like half a song, and then like when I hear the next one, like all right, let's get back in. When you heard that. <laughs> Yeah, shout out, bro. That was on the guitar, bro. Oh Dude was God. shredding it. That is, I, I love. If he the, was really shredding it, maybe it just he, he might have just been up there with a the fucking guitar. I think he was. If he wasn't, he was like doing a really good pantomiming thing. But like, I was trying to like look at him sometimes and see little like movements. Yeah. I think he was, but he just. <laughs> All right, let's just get this out of the way. Nobody actually saw Cardi no one last did. night. We saw a shape of Cardi. We saw uh, uh, some mystical being on stage, yeah. but I, I can't say at the beginning. That I at the beginning, saw the at the man, beginning like I saw his outfit at the beginning, like right before the smoke. He had shades on. He had the fucking. Uh, the he had some sort of like turban, yeah, whatever something the, the, the or ski mask shit. He kind of looked a little bit to me in the silhouette. He kind of looked like a mummy, but kind of like a dope Scooby Doo villain mummy yeah. with like the like, I don't know. It, it was it was uh, it was just funny. Like at a certain point, like song number four or five, I'm just like I actually haven't seen. No, him. I thought I was just like missing him. Yeah, and I was like, oh no, I just can't see him. He's just a figure on, yeah. on the stage. Maybe, um, maybe, I don't know, maybe people in, like, the stands that were, like, on, like, the side of the stands. Ooh, they might, I bet they, they, they had a really good view of They that. might have been able yeah. to see him, but we were just so straight on, like, down there, right in the middle, where all <laughs> of the, all of, like, the cloud, what, what the fog machines and shit. Yes. Were just yeah. right on, on the floor, like, yes. where we were at, so, like, we couldn't even see him. Um, one thing that I think, I want to use this as a segue into the, the kind of concerts at large conversation, but... Uh, the security at BB&T Arena was plentiful, bro. and they were taking their job fucking serious. There was cops last on the night, on bro. the floor, on the floor, kicking people out for vaping. That's fucking one thing. Which That's is just like so lame, so lame. Yeah, we may or may one of not. Our, one of our homies got kicked out for vaping. Yeah, Sorry, Brian, if you're listening, <laughs> it's tough. We may or may not have partaken in some actions like that during the Rico Nasty set, but it was dark and the music was playing, you know, but like kids were just like hitting the fucking, yeah. the, the blue raspberry fucking vape sticks <laughs> during, during the lit parts. It was just like, come on, man. Um, but, but yeah, there was a lot of security. They were taking their job very seriously. And I think that's something that kind of made me while I was at the concert, think about like, all right, so BB&T capacity is 9,500 people. Mm-hmm. I'd say there's probably like 1,000 plus there last night, right? Bro, like, there was way more than how many, that. How many people do you think were there last night? I have a, I'm not I'd good say, at I'd say like 4,000. Really? Three Damn. or four. I mean, the stand, once Cardi came on, the stands were really packed. You're probably right. I'd say three and or the four. Pit, the whole the whole bottom dome was filled up of yeah. the of the stands, and the pit was there was probably the pit. What a thousand you say, like on the floor, and then like seventy five percent of like that area was filled. I yeah. feel like of the pit, right? Because yeah. there was that little back section. But um, I mean, like what? Like it is one thing to compare four thousand four and a half thousand people to like fifty thousand people at what happened at Astro World like that's a whole different ball game of how you attack yeah. that and what you keep but but it was I think 
obviously in the wake of the Astro World disaster, the tragedy that happened there, like I think whoever is running BB&T Arena, and I'm sure this is probably common at other arenas, are like very, very on their shit. And I think um, that could affect concerts in the future for many obvious reasons, but one reason being like concerts are where like parents oftentimes drop their teenagers off to go to. And like, you know, if I was a parent and I had a kid who was going to a Playboy Cardi concert and you're like, who's Playboy Cardi? And you listen to his music and you're yeah. like, oh my God, my son's going to a demon show. <laughs> like, I, you know, I would be weary. I would be worried. Is there yeah. going to be security? Are people going to, I think it's more so has to do with the Astroworld tragedy and that it was on every major media news outlet yeah, and like definitely. our parents have don't don't really understand our music and like the environment that it entails and now that this has happened they're gonna just assume that their kids could get seriously hurt yeah. potentially die at a show when yeah. it's a very very minuscule like percentage of the the grant the, the wide like spread of all of these types mm -hmm. of shows you know what i mean and I think too, well, one one comment I do want to make is that everybody in the crowd was very respectful of like when you when we were in the pit and like people needed to like go out like yeah. and get through. Like I every every person I saw coming through, like people were, oh, it were was, being it respectful. Was easy to get out. People were picking people up when they slipped. Like it was it was respectful crowd, which I think is good. And I hope that that is something that is current in other cities as yeah. well. Um but I, I think like that is going to be looking at concerts post Astro World. I think is going to be um, way different, you know, especially large scale hip hop concerts. Yeah, like I, I don't know, and uh, like will, will venues like throttle how many people actually go to the show, or do you think they just? I think say, it's going to be it. I, I, well. So Rolling Loud. Is it L yeah, LA is this weekend. And they mm -hmm. is and it's just they changed it to just 18 and over. Right. So right. I think that is potentially is a is a first like good step. Like like it sucks that high school kids like yeah. like can't go, but like I don't know. I like Well, I think rolling loud being such one thing we have to keep in mind here is like the number. Yeah. Like how like Playboy Cardi of BB&T is very different from Astro World, which is oh, very yeah. different from Rolling Loud, which is different from, uh, I don't know, Lil Yachty at Bogarts for us or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, like Rolling Loud, it sucks that these high school kids can't go to it, but Rolling Loud being so big and also probably being so, like, rich, they can kind of afford to cut off this one demographic definitely you know but not all venues are going to be able to do that not yeah. all concerts are going to be able to do that definitely so i just i'm curious about what that looks like in the future yeah you know? i think the secure obviously like their security is going to step up but i think the overall like energy and behavior of like kids wanting to like rage and like mosh is like not gonna stop no hell like, no, like we hell no. we saw like like we saw it last night. Like I don't know. Like there's been like a lot of talk of like, is like Travis gonna take this like new route and like not be like branded as the rager? Is like mm. rage music gonna mm. like take like a hit and like is people gonna start like, you know, trying to like maneuver away from that type of environment? I'm like, bro, 
that's not gonna happen. Like we're still we're still in like that, and like there's no signs of that like kind of slowing down. Like with all like no. the, the next up and coming artists that are coming up in the underground, like it's just all like really hard distorted 808 music and like people just want to fucking rage bro like you know i did not think about i haven't i hadn't heard anybody say that about like uh is travis gonna move in a new direction or something because yeah. that's been his like shtick that's yeah. his like his, gimmick the his whole fans time, are the ragers they're bro. literally the rage <laughs> he calls like, are you guys ready for the rage i don't want to like make this uh a podcast about World because i think a lot has been said on it and we don't really need to spend a lot of time but like a lot of small things happened in order for this larger tragedy to happen. Yeah. Right. Like it's not just obviously not all on Travis. It's not all on uh, the Houston police. It's not all on the venue. Like there's just a lot of small things that came together to happen. But I, th- I I'm also, just- it's also just like the, the, like the capitalistic, um, like kind of place we're at with mm-hmm. like music festivals mm-hmm. and like, just like how many people can how, we stuff how many people can we here? stuff in this place so we can like squeeze as much profit as we can yeah. and it's really fun like being in like being in the pit last night like with this large group of people and it's like and you're you know the crowd is moving in waves it's moving you yeah like, it's fucking fun that is the crux of all of this is that it's so fun but at a certain point I think you have to, obviously, we have to start setting these boundaries of like, I understand 50,000 people could fit in here, but should 50,000 people fit in here, though? I've loved going to festivals growing up, but... Yeah, yeah, and you're a huge festival guy, like, like, yeah, I've I've been to, I've been to Forecastle, like, that's the only festival I've ever been to, and, and it was one of my first concert experiences, so I wasn't really, like, in on the shit you know but like what does this look like for somebody what does it feel like for somebody who loves to go and often goes to festivals um i think the biggest thing about festivals is like just the plethora of you can see like at rolling loud for example like you can go to rolling loud and you can see all of literally all of your favorite artists in the matter of a weekend mm-hmm. like that's why yeah. i love i've loved going to festivals yeah growing up but now that I'm working in the industry, I'm managing an artist. Mm-hmm. I'm, we have this production company thing going on. Like, I want to be the creator of these things rather than the consumer. Yeah. And as I get older, and even like with seeing like things like this happen, I'm like, man, I'm getting too old to be out here in yeah. in, in the pits with these with these kids. If at like big festivals like last night, like just like tour shows and stuff like i love that shit because it's just it's a singular moment and it's the fans like mm-hmm. like at fe- that's another thing at festivals is all the diehard fans are, are gonna be close to the front for someone like cardi travis uzi thug or whatever mm-hmm. like it's oh he- it's hella people there but not everybody is there to see the artists you want to see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And some people are also going to these festivals just to like take a fake ecstasy pill and, and yeah. go crazy with their friends. It's the, too, it's, a, it's a hodgepodge of different really reasons why people are there. Really, I was just like very happy to see that there was like almost no fuckery at the concert last yeah, night. I didn't, like, it, I didn't. I didn't see anything. Nah. I don't know if you saw anything or John, no. if you saw anything, but like it was. Yeah, people seem to be at, like on their shit, but yeah, at festivals. It's a fucking. You see tweakers and shit like oh all the time. God, people yeah. passing out and just yeah, exactly. But like yeah, at the Cardi show last night, everybody was. It was just pure adrenaline. 
Yeah. Like, I swear, <laughs> I feel like I didn't even see people like off the off the drugs no. for real. Like it was, it looked like real fucking adrenaline out there. Like it wasn't anybody just like, nah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like tweaking at the crowd <laughs> or anything. Like it was just like, ah. I don't know. It was, uh, it just, I think all in all, it gives me hope for concerts for the future because I was feeling a bit worried about like what what is the new direction of concerts yeah. gonna be because the music's not gonna change then the i mean the music will change but like as of you know this moment music's not gonna change yeah. right now like and bro like i feel like it's a trap bro once again the astral world thing was a humongous tragedy and i feel extremely bad and it saddens me like what happened like what happened first of all because Kids lost their lives. They should be losing their lives mm -hmm. at a fucking concert. Seeing, no. seeing somebody where a place is supposed to be, they're supposed to be having fun. And two, Travis Scott is somebody that I've been listening to for several years now. And he's yep. a big part of, he's influenced me heavy. It's a big reason why I'm even in, like into music so much. He's a, he's, mm -hmm. he's had, you know. He's had a big influence on me. It's, I mean, it's, not it's even sad just music, shoes, everything, like brand deals, yeah. things like, like he, that. He, yeah. Like there was a shift in hip hop when Travis started to get really big. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know where I was gonna go with this. What the fuck was I about to say? It's not about. It's not about Travis. It's not like a singular thing. Oh, I was gonna say, um, like for for change to like really happen, I think it has to happen like several times. Mm. like one big thing because especially today in the social media world everything is just like in the the media news cycle everything is just like so quick mm -hmm. no one's talking about astroworld anymore yeah it's been like i mean like whenever a headline comes up about the lawsuit people start get outraged again like yeah. for a, like the the woke people mm. like start being getting uh like crazy about it but like it just it feels like it's already passed kind of right also you know what i mean see, which is did, which is sad like there's like obviously there should be some sort of change at the macro level um I, i'm right, not though. smart enough to know what those changes like should exactly be festivals for sure need like some sort of like more i would love to talk to somebody who books talent and does yeah. like and i'm like not a venues and, and stuff everybody that's everybody that's like this, everybody that's know? like like up in arms about it like we've never thrown a festival before like we don't know all the ins and outs of like throwing a yeah, festival and how to yeah. organize a large group of people and to make sure nobody gets hurt. Like, like Scary. I'm not saying I'm I'm not I'm not giving it justice for for like that it happened, no. but like it would be it would be cool to like talk to somebody like what they yeah. think we should do. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if anybody out there is listening, has a plug on somebody who has thrown large scale events, not even necessarily music. I mean, just like large scale events with a lot of people. We'd love to talk to you. Um, I don't have much more to say about concerts, but I do want to give just like, let's just spend two minutes on this. Let's not make it too long, but we should pay our respects to two huge personalities of hip hop, of culture that we've lost in the last couple of weeks. Oh, A lot yeah. of shit has happened since we've been away from the podcast. It would take way too long to get into everything, but just this recently is, on our yeah. mind, the passing of Young Dolph and the passing of Virgil. Uh, just, I mean, like, 
talk about the the wind getting knocked out of your sails. Like it's just so unfortunate. And um, quickly, what I will say at least is like Young Dolph, like as as you, I think you tweeted it. Like fucking had Cincinnati in a fucking chokehold for so many years. So like. And just like the Midwest region in general, and yeah, just what a staple, what a what a what a just an admirable man, a charitable man, somebody you could really look up to for inspiration. Bro, he, he was a leader. He was a leader for in, obviously for the black community, but you know people like us too. Like he's definitely definitely somebody that you can look you know, to and say I I respect what he did and yeah. I would and what I he's wish saying like his, his music he's just he's just talking game the whole time yeah. and like motivation and just like how to get it and like how to really make it out get it out of the mud and just For real. you can transform that energy into whatever you got going on in your life to, to fucking level up and boss up that's all it was all it was that's, he, 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 he wanted oh what a feeling he wanted he wanted the best for him and his people and then he wanted to inspire other people and that's yeah. what it's all about and you saw it with the reaction when he passed away and he was one of those like i i feel like low-key I, I put him i don't want to compare him to fucking kobe bryant but like there's this invincibility about mm-hmm. Dolph. Mm-hmm. like i felt it just doesn't feel real because like he's one of those rappers that were just like it just felt like he was unstoppable, bro. Independent. He, yeah. d- he built this empire from Memphis, like pretty much on his own. Mm-hmm. Signed fire artists, like said no to re- major record labels, has been doing it for over, over a decade now. Still, yeah. re- like, still ha- damn near, like, you can't even, like, pinpoint his peak because he's still, like, he was still putting out projects that were doing numbers and like yeah i really don't think like he coming out with hard peak. new singles like he was bro it just felt like he was he wasn't gonna go away like he like in hip-hop and in, in music in general we see people come in and leave yeah and after Dolph six months steady. after a year sometimes after f- four, four years five years Dolph it's been it's been steady. Damn Almost near, a decade, I like feel 12, like. 13 years. Like, yeah, yeah. Like 2008, 2009 was when he first started getting onto the scene, was mm-hmm. in the Atlanta scene with like Gucci Man and shit yeah. around like the club scene. And then like the early 2010s was when he really started to like break. And he's been here ever since. Well, speaking of another person we thought would never leave either or would never stop, Virgil. Yeah, um, dude. Just another inspirational person somebody you could point to and say i see what you have done and i think i could do it too like i think that was the big thing about virgil that i've been seeing people say is that it's one thing to inspire people and to like do something that people look up to but with virgil it always looked like like we could do it too like the way he did things it was so accessible because virgil was just at the end of the day virgil was just a fan like us yeah he just happened to be extremely smart and worked his way up and whatnot like i don't have to go into any of that we all know that but like he was a in tyler the creator's instagram post he called him like a geek he was like virgil was a geek about things and i just like that's it that pinpointed it right there and i mean obviously like we could do a whole podcast about the influence Literally. of Virgil, but like the seeds that he has planted and how these seeds have grown into the greater image and culture of not only hip hop, but just like black culture yeah. being consumed in America. Like, I mean, it, 
rest yeah, pretty, in pretty much pretty peace, much everything though. in the culture whether it's music fashion art how people build like their houses and shit architecture Bro, like he did a plane for drake yeah the man designed the plane what, wedding dresses for like Haley bieber like like Come everything on, like like the last 10 years all of your favorite influencers artists celebrities whoever whomever the culture at large pop culture here in america it's crossed through Virgil Abloh like one way or another. If you whether you realize it or not, yeah. Like he was just he was at the he's like the epicenter of the culture. Like yeah, he's I like right say. in the middle of, of everything. Yeah, and it's gonna be interesting after after this because you know he's like there's like still this like unseen grouping of projects that he hasn't oh my like, god he was that 41. we haven't seen yet and he just got the louis vuitton job yeah but we haven't seen like there's probably some finalized things that we just haven't seen. no yeah yet. like you know like it's gonna we're get gonna get out. this trickle down effect of virgil even yeah man past. my birthday twin too i hate to see my birthday twin go down oh, damn me virgil t-pain and fran drescher september 30th baby <laughs> <laughs> um well that was fun. I'm glad I'm glad we're back on the show and I want to remind everybody obviously to follow us on Instagram at Soul Serum at Soul Serum TV, Twitter as well. Subscribe to us on YouTube, TikTok, Discord, Patreon. We'll be putting team podcasts up back soon. Um and with all of that being said, oh, hey, shout out to Gately for the new intro and outro songs by the way. That's probably about to start now. With all that being said, I, as always, am your host, Clay Bonin. I'm your co-host, Team Avis. And we'll see y'all next week. Yes, sir. Deuces.